0: Welcome into the Inside Bassmaster Podcast presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. Episode 156 of the podcast. I'm your host today, Ronnie Moore. My co-host, like usual, Kyle, Jesse, and Kyle. This is going to be a short one, short podcast, but we are going to outline the 2024 Bassmaster Elite Series roster. This is something that as soon as the schedule ends for 2023 and the season is done, we crown Angler of the Year, we solidify classic spots all of a sudden everyone talks about next year's schedule and then next year's crop of qualifiers and who is on the Elite Series for 2024. So just to talk about in general the number of field, the number of anglers and how we get to it. So when we think about the Elite Series roster, we had 103 anglers this past year. um, And then, or 104 anglers this past year at the beginning of the year. 104 anglers. We had two medical exemptions, two legends exemptions, and you can see that's how we get from 100 to 104. So our elite series roster is formulated and based on 100 pros, and then any medical injuries or any legends exemptions are added on to the field. So when we are making next year's roster, there will be people who do not re-qualify. We have to get down to a certain number to then welcome the new group in. So um, before we get into individual names and who qualified and the routes they did, the big thing that was a change for 2023, it's going back to the old system, Kyle, and that was if you're in the top 70 in the points race in the Angler of the Year, you're safe for that next season. doesn't matter what your AOI average is, you're safe for that next season. And then the rest of them formulated – in that 15 or 20 spots are formulated by AOI average. And then we add in the new guys based on qualification. So that's how we kind of get to a hundred or 103, which is the number it's going to be for 2024.
1: Yeah. Which is a fair deal too. You know, typically I keep, (laughs) I keep my nose out of, out of these decisions as much as possible. Not because I, you know, don't have an opinion, but because everybody else has an opinion, I don't really (laughs) care if they know my opinion, but the one thing I will say on that is, is you think about it, you know, the finishing in the top 70 or above. Yep. You know, if, if you have one bad year and one decent year and your average, you know, between the two years is still not very great, you know, that's, that's a tough, that's a tough go. I mean, if you have a really bad first year, you know, which a lot of rookies do, I mean, that's just the reality of it. It's, it's a different change. Um, you know, not all rookies jump into the NFL or the N- MLB and have a lot of success. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Part of what makes you a rookie a lot of times. Um, but you know, if you have a tough year, your first year and being able to, you know, back it up with the, you know, just a better year, the year afterwards, you know, a top 70 or above, um, that allows you to continue and, and extend your career and, you know, have a chance, I guess, is the best way to put it. So uh, I'm super happy with that. I think that's a, a good way to calculate it. And uh, I'm, you know, like I said, for the anglers in that sense, I'm super happy that's the way it is.
0: And if you think about it like this, anglers, you know, if, you, if you're if you not good enough or deserving enough, you will be found out. Like if you're not a good angler, you can't hide it for that long without being exposed um, sure. or just or just whittling yourself out. And so when we look at it, the reason we went back from overall average. So in 2018, when the split happened, 2019, we had the average for the field. No one, you know, half the field had never been on the Elite Series. No one had any tangible BASS statistics at the Elite Series level. So we had to spend a few years formulating statistics on a different scale than we'd ever been on. Now that we've had four or five years, at least with these anglers, most of them, We now can implement the system that used to be there from the beginning of the elite series existence, top 70% of the field get to stay and requalify themselves every year based on performance. Then the others are determined by average that allows somebody who's a top 20 angler perennial angler that if you stumble and you're below 70th, you're not just out your average, the last few years matters and that's the way we can do it. But like you said, if you have a tough year as a rookie, let's just say you come into a field size of 103. You finish 90, 90th place in AOI. You're 20 spots behind that line, but hey, you're a rookie. You get two years guaranteed on the Elite Series before you may um, not requalify. If you're 90th after year one, the average spot that we normally see that that bottom 8 to 10 anglers that are at risk of, of not requalifying When you see that line, it's around a 55th place AOI average, 55, 57, maybe 52, maybe 60. It's in that mid-50s range for the most part. So you're telling me if you're 90th in year one, you have to go get top 20 in AOI the next year just to have a good enough average to possibly stay on the Elite Series in the last spot. We don't want as an organization to have an angler qualify for the Bassmaster Classic and get you know relinquished in the same year there was it was getting to the position where anglers were I'm gonna have to make the classic and I still might you know not requalify for the elite series we can't have an angler at the end of the year punching their ticket to the Bassmaster Classic and fist bumping and then having to do some math to make sure they requalified for the elite series the next year that doesn't make any sense so now that we have tangible statistics for years we've never had that happen by the way but we were getting to the point where There was a couple people that if they went and popped a good event or a good season like we know they can, all of a sudden they're in that boat of unprecedented nature. So we wanted to make sure everyone had the chance to requalify, even going into the last two events of the season. If you're 85th in points, Kyle, you know you can go pop two top 20s in the Northern Swing and be able to stay requalified for the Bassmaster Elite Series. So it gives everyone the opportunity to go do that. We also have the final event of the season is winning in so if you're an elite series pro and you have had a miserable career, you've had a miserable season, all your goals are out the window. No, they're not. You still have a chance to stay requalified with a good ending of the year. And if you win the last one, you can accomplish uh, the classic, which is a goal anglers have. So you're still in it. Just like in bass fishing, if you have five casts left in the day, you can still catch the weight needed to do well in a tournament. If you're at the end of the year needing a few good events, you can still requalify. Or qualify for the Bassmaster Classic so that's the the reasoning behind it is there anything that you have to add on to that but that's the we would surely hate to have someone qualify for the Classic and then we got to say we got you a spot in the Opens man <laughs> because a good job this year uh, roll that into the Opens to try to re-qualify
1: yeah absolutely and you know it's it's ever changing times and there's there's so many factors to think about and and our tournament department, uh, you know, in my opinion, does such a good job of of considering all the factors, hearing the anglers out, thinking of what the best possible scenario is to, you know, not only help the anglers, but protect the anglers. I mean, when you make it to the Elite Series, obviously, uh, it's the Elite Series for a reason. So, I mean, you know, again, like you said, it's not fair for a lot of situations to... Uh, you know, make somebody have to finish in the scenario you mentioned in the top 20, you know, in AOI just to, uh, you know, re-qualify for the Elite Series. I mean, a top 20 in AOI is, is nothing short of, I wouldn't say a miracle because guys do it all the time naturally, but like, it's hard. That's not easy to do at all. So putting some, like, that'd be like the equivalent of like anybody that's ever taken a test or gone to college or high school, whatever your education level may be, that'd be like, you know getting to the last test of the year like the final in college and you have to make a 95 or better on the business law final no one's ever made a 95 well, i'm not even yeah. going to that class cuz <laughs> i'm not even going to that final cuz i'm not going to pass it i'm wasting my time um and, and you know that, that again anybody that's been in that scenario in any walk of life understands that that's a that's a uh, very 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 difficult feat and um you know i again i'll reiterate the the thing i said earlier but just me personally i think that's the the best thing for the anglers and it it makes me happy because you don't see a guy go into his first year struggle really hard and you don't have to look at that guy and be like he's done like he's done like that, that's that dead it. man you
0: know, dead man walking yeah
1: that's a tough thing to do 100 percent for the organization, it's a tough thing to do for, you know, the other anglers, their peers. I mean, like, it, it's it's just a good thing overall.
0: And so one big thing that we do at BASS that ang- or that fans absolutely hate is that we keep the, the AOI average requalification list secret. We keep it quiet because our sport is different. If an angler decides to retire, like we've had a few do this year, all of a sudden, if you are the first man out on the requalification list, you're back in. If you want to be second guy, same thing. So if we announce this list of the guys at the end of the year who did not requalify for the elite series and the whole industry in the world knows, and then people retire because there's a month and a half, two months before you pay your deposits. And even up to the day of deposits, people weren't sure if they were going to be back on the elite series or not. I know Larry Nixon was contemplating it and, you know, and, and others were contemplating those things. So you have all the way up until early November from the end of August that the whole industry would have counted these people out of the elite series. And then you have people retire or not come back. And all of a sudden they're back in. Now they have to sell themselves to sponsors to try to maintain deals or grow deals. And the whole industry knows that two or three bad events to start the year, we don't have to pay this guy. He's going to be done. And that's not the way we want our sport to go of anglers already trying to put themselves out there And it doesn't matter if you're the first one to requalify for the Elite Series or the last one to requalify for the Elites. You are on that plane of opportunity and platform. So that's why we keep it quiet for times like 2023. A lot of changes, Kyle. So we started 2023 with 104 anglers. We will start 2024 with 103 anglers. So we have one less angler for our maximum field size of 103 next year. So 12 anglers have left... The Elite Series, uh, by way of not requalifying or retiring, they have stepped away from the Elite Series, those 12, and 11 are now coming in to fill those roles. So let's go over the qualifiers real quick. Obviously, a giant chunk of that is from the Bassmaster Opens, We also have an angler from the Bass Nation. And then also there's an opportunity for Legends Exemptions, which are anglers who have won a Classic or an AOI, and it gets you in separate categories. We've seen Gerald Swindle, Brandon Pollan, come back on a Legends Exemption in previous years. Guys like Rick Klun, David Fritz, Larry Nixon have all used Legends Exemptions to stay on the Elite Series or to participate. So there's a couple ways to do it. But the nine anglers from the Bassmaster Opens, we've covered it before, but we'll cover it again. If you look at the top 10 in the opens points race from 2023, all 10 are on the elite series because Kenta Kamira is wedged in there as as a current active elite who is in good standing. So we skip him. So the first nine that are not elite series qualified, which would be the top 10 in points counting Kenta Kamira. So JT Tompkins, John Garrett, Trey McKinney, Robert G, we obviously have Kenta Then we have Tyler Williams, Wesley Gore, Logan Parks, Ben Milliken, and Kyle Patrick. That is your nine-angler class coming from the Opens into the Elite Series. We added one more angler from the Bass Nation, and that was normally reserved for the Bass Nation National Champion, which was... Uh, Will Davis Jr. in 2022, he won that event to make the Bassmaster Elite Series and the Classic. Well, why don't we just do something unprecedented, Kyle, and go back-to-back? No one's ever won back-to-back Bass Nation championships. He does that this year. He's already on the Elite Series. He's already on the Classic. So he helps out David Gaston get a classic berth from the Elite Series list. And then he helps out Timothy Doobie, I believe I was saying that right, to qualify from the Bass Nation into the elite series as the second place finisher but the first angler non-elite qualified the opportunity to say yes. So there's 10 of our 11 anglers that'll be added to the elite series and like you said Tim uh, Duby is about the only angler that we don't know a ton about just based on how good the opens were this year in the coverage.
1: Yeah, a couple things, you know, one the 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 fact that Will Davis Jr. wins the nation championship yeah. hilarious because he he gets in another guy from silicauga alabama two guys from the same small town relatively small town in alabama uh one helping the other out and then two the one thing I, I i talked about a lot here in the office just amongst other co-workers was the fact that it's crazy to think in the history of the nation championship that's never happened before yeah. and, and normally in a field of 200 plus you'd be like yeah i mean statistically speaking the odds are not that good in the nation championship field, that's kind of surprising because There's one, 50. the guy, that, yeah, the exactly the guy that wins it the first time, you know, I'd say more often than not, you just look at the amount of nation qualifiers in the elite series; those guys end up being sticks, like more often than not. It's just it's Ike, kind of the truth:
0: Polanik, Mueller,
1: right. Sumrall, I mean, all just, of them. Just go through all of them, and it's crazy. And to think that none of those guys, you know, went back to back or none of the guys in the past have done it. It's it's kind of an amazing thought. Um, so the fact that, you know, we have a little twist and turn with Tim, uh, you know, getting in there based on, and I didn't say his last name because I'm like you, I'm not sure if it's Dubay texted
0: GL Compton, <laughs> the tournament director of the nation. I asked him and I said, is it Dub, like D-O-O-B, or is it Doobie, like D-O-B-E-E. And he said doobie. Or, and then I really sent him a, a yeah, I sent him a Snoop Dogg GIF. And so I said doobie. You're like that. Okay. Well, that's pretty really
1: sophisticated. And it's Tim Dubay. <laughs> you Dubay exactly a little asterisk over the exactly. E or something.
0: So there's there's your 10 anglers. And like you said, yeah, the only time we've ever had the second place nation angler make the elite series, I'm pretty sure, was when Ryan Levine won at Lake Conroe in 20. Ooh, 2015, maybe 2016 to make the classic. He made it, but then also um, the uh, I think Fabian Rodriguez was second place and he got the Elite Series bid to be on the Elites that next year. So unprecedented for the most part, for sure. So that gets us 10. There's an 11th angler that we will discuss that will come back via Legends exemption. And so to to break down... That we we had a couple departures and we'll get to that list in just a moment as well. But David Fritz had ran his course in terms of how many Legends points. So people don't know your Legends exemption gets you into the Elite Series, but it can only keep you on for as many accolades as you have been as you have had. So, like for instance, Larry Nixon had three Legends exemption years because he won uh, two AOIs and a classic. So he used, you know, one in his first year and then he retired. So Larry Nixon in theory still has two more legends exemptions he could use to be on the elite series at some point, if he decided, you know, in five years to wild hair that he's dominated, you know, around Arkansas with forward facing sonar that he wants to come back in, whatever the case may be. Uh, David Fritz had used a few the last couple of years and he has now ran his course there. Rick Klun will never run out of them. I feel just because of his accolades and, um, his age, he he's entering his fiftieth year, his five hundredth bass event, upcoming, and uh, I would honestly don't he's want to see. Too, I don't hard. want to see Rick Klun uh, retire, but I also would love to see him retire this year as well. Having fifty years, like a perfect clean number, that would be absolutely incredible. um So we normally have had two legends exemptions per elite series roster. We're not obligated to having two. We're not obligated to having one we could have 3 we've never had 3 that's the thing we've always had one or two and so you never really know it's based on interest at times it's based on participation if there's an elite angler that needs it to keep his career going and open angler that is doing that to jump in the elite series there's a lot of different reasons but with nixon retiring and fritz um you know not being on the elite series for 2024 that opens up a legend spot and that means you either go down the elite list for legends that need it. No one needed it. You go down the opens list. No one in the opens was a, a former legend. So now it's based on, um, you know, the overall list and, and inquiry. And Jordan Lee will be back on the Bassmaster Elite Series in 2024 by way of his two classic victories back-to-back there in 2017 and 2018. So Jordan Lee will be on the Elite Series uh, for the 2024 roster, and he will be the second legend lining up beside Rick Klun in those spots so uh vastly different careers and ages and stages of career but welcome back to the lead series jordan lee
1: yeah super exciting i think that goes for goes without saying obviously for the fans the the everybody that loves the sport i mean that's a that's an awesome thing um you know i had the opportunity to write the story of of, of him coming back and when we were talking on the phone um You know, he was like in my head, it's like Jordan Lee's been fishing for a really long time and he has, but you know, at 32, that's not really like I'm 27 and I don't feel old at all. And I'm like, this dude's just a few years older than me. Yet you look at the accolades. I mean, 1.133 million, at least some somewhere around that ballpark in bass earnings. I mean, it's just really incredible. Um, And it kind of goes without saying that I'm excited to have him back on the elite series this year.
0: Yeah. And a huge proponent to the growth of college fishing, the Lee brothers um, at their stage of the career, like you said, he doesn't seem that old. He seems like he's really young. He seems like he's been doing it for a long time though. 32. I fished against him when he was in college. I remember at Shatoug in the national championship driving by his rap boat because he was a representative, you know, uh, for the college series. And same with Matt. And it's like, so to see them now, have a couple different portions of their career times with Bass times away, and then time, you know, to return to Bass. So Jordan will be back in the legends exemption role. And uh, now he'll have the opportunity. He, so to outline it, let's just say Jordan Lee does not finish in the top 70 in points this next season. I'm not sure. I'll have to check if his average restarts or if it's still career average and carries over, but let's just say, He gets last place in points, and he needs he has one more legends point to be able to come back. So we can assume at minimum we will see Jordan Lee in 2024 and 2025 on the Elite Series, representing in that way. So some new new blood returns, uh, and and we'll be completely honest. You know, I had some Elite Series guys call me. Not going to name them, but some were really excited. Some were not. You know, necessarily they there. There's obviously a tentativeness. You know, there's there's the split. Everything that happens there. Um, but this is an earned position. Same thing that you have. Not everyone's going to agree with it. When Swindle returned, when Polonik returned, um, when some of these guys even came back to the opens and qualified, you still have some animosity at times, most likely, but not everyone's going to be your friend. And I will say uh, this is a good move for Jordan Lee and this is a good move for Bassmaster. So that is the big bombshell to fill out the Elite Series roster is Jordan Lee uh, becoming an Elite Series pro once again. We mentioned the nine qualifiers from the Opens. We mentioned the Bass Nation as well. Now, a little bit different situation. Let's talk about a couple of the names briefly that will not be on the Elite Series in 2024 just because of qualification averages or stepping away from the sport. Um, And we know we'll go low-hanging fruit off the bat. Larry Nixon retiring. David Fritz um, obviously coming to the close of his career as well. Then you have Bradley Hallman stepping away after being on the elite series for a few years, stepping away from the sport, coming back through the opens qualifying and now retiring once again to spend time with family to, I feel like this is not for good. Bradley's not an old, old man, but this was, he accomplished something that he wanted to see if he could do. I want to requalify for the elite series. I did that. And now I'm at the stage. I want to be with my family once again. So back in Oklahoma with his family. We also had the same type of situation for Micah Frazier on the elite series for nine years and really desired to be there with his young kids as they grow up. So he steps away, gets some other business ventures. We got to talk to him in a few episodes ago, of the podcast, Um, some other news. Keith Poche will not return to the Bassmaster Elite Series. He has decided, because he fished both professional tours last year, he has decided to go the other route and will not be on the Elite Series for 2024. So that opened up another spot, and that is why we mentioned we do not broadcast the requalification list because we have had Micah Frazier, Bradley Hallman, and Keith Pochet all not returned to the Elite Series for different circumstances. And that is three anglers who would have been on the outside looking in of requalification that are now back into the elite series and a part of the roster. Um, so we still will have roughly, I think, eight to nine. Um, eight to nine anglers not returning, and I can list them off quickly. Um Gary Klaus, uh, I mentioned Keith Pochet, Frazier Hallman, I mentioned them, David Fritz, Daryl Gleason, David Williams, Josh Douglas, Masayuki Matsushita, Skylar Hamilton, um, and then uh, Fritz and Nixon. Uh, I think I've mentioned Fritz twice. Sorry, David. My apologies. I just wanted to say your name again. Um, but yeah, that, that totals to about 11 or uh, 12 exiting the elite series and 11 coming in to make 103.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it's tough every year when you have to, uh, you know, there's there's guys that just don't re-qualify. I mean, that's obviously the way it is in any sport. You look at roster cuts for NFL teams, same way with any professional sport. Obviously, that's one of the tougher things. Uh, it's the thing nobody likes to talk about, rightfully so, because these are guys are, you know, peers of the anglers, peers of, of uh, us in working for Bass, friends, uh, obviously a lot of them and it is tough but at the same point you know every year you get super excited uh for the start of something new start of something fresh it creates opportunity obviously for these guys coming in the young guys coming in on the opens i mean there would be no patrick walters drew cooks all these young guys that in such a short amount of time have had such an impact on the sport if those opportunities didn't present themselves so um you know, as one door closes, I guess, if you want to say one another door opens for for another young guy, uh, another guy that's well deserving to be there as well. So uh, it's a tough part about the sport. Uh, you know, it's something, I again, is tough for me personally, because, you know, you be around those guys all the time out on tournaments and and around these guys. And and it's tough. But uh, for me, I, I'm super, super excited for the uh, the upcoming season and to see all these new guys in action.
0: And I'll say this, the conversation that we're having right now about requalification and the hard part of a pro – you know, being relegated or dropping down to the opens. We are trying to, this is the whole purpose. People may think that we're building up the opens to capitalize on other professional leagues and what they're doing or not doing. That is not the case at all. That That is a bonus to what we're doing. But the growth of the opens and the desired format is to emulate the elite series. And also when the elite series anglers do not requalify, it is a place for them to go where they can possibly make a living um, without having to, Stress. Back in the day when you'd have three events to requalify for the Elite Series, you would go and fish one division. You can't make a living off of one division of the Opens. Now, nine events, it's more cost, but it's more opportunity for money and finances. Now we have an added AOI payout. Now the checks go down. They're bigger and they go down farther in the field. This is all, this conversation about requalification for the Elite Series is is the reason the Opens are getting a bump and a boost because we want a successful landing spot for these pros that have dedicated their lives to professional fishing, that they're not going to go flip burgers tomorrow, that they can hustle in other ways, but they have a nine-tournament circuit that gives them national exposure, FS1 coverage, and a payout, plus AOI at the end of the year, that they can possibly shuck and jive enough Gives them some time as well to create content, be uh, an asset to their brand and their sponsors. To then now, if they take that step back up, they're good enough to make it one time. They're good enough to make it another time. And so this opens is the platform that they can fall right back to. That they can now have still. They don't feel relegated to where no one knows what they're doing. No one knows they're paying attention. This is going to get a lot of traffic and a lot of attention. So. Obviously, we are not creating the opens platform for other anglers who do not represent the bass brand. We're creating it for the bass anglers to try and create that platform that's sustainable for years to come. So, 103 pros. Anyway, you cook it and cut it. You got anglers at the end of the year. Carl Jacobson's been talking about it for years, about always riding that requalification line. Now we see his stability, two classic qualifications in a row, well within qualification. His average is getting better every year that he does better. You talk about guys like Matty Wong, who are feeling it in the final event of the season. They go and make a top 10, and they survive to fish another year. That is just the way it goes. But I encourage you to follow these anglers to know their story, to know the pressure they're under and to see them perform at the highest level that they can at the end of the seasons to stay requalified. But like you said, it could be a loss in March for a team that prevents them from making the playoffs in baseball. And it is a lost fish or a missed cut at the beginning of an elite series season. It's not always the last event of the season. That is the big difference. So we see a lot of stress, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, but, it is a tough moment for us to not be able to work with some of these anglers anymore. Like I was with Larry Nixon the day before deposits were due. And he was saying, I'm not quite sure yet what my body's telling me and what my finances are telling me what I want to do. But if this is my last cast was at the St. Lawrence, I'm at peace. I'm happy. If I get to cast next year at Toledo bend and beyond, I'll be happy as well. So that's, that's a lot of these guys have come to terms with over the last few months, if they are not requalified and, uh, you know, they're at peace with it and have formulated the game plan. We'll see a few of those names in the opens next year. All nine of them ready to go again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the the opens with the additional coverage coming this next year. I mean, there's there's not gonna be you know as much of a drop off as there has been in the past. Obviously, you know, we're gonna be connected to these guys. It it was like that that this year in 2023 and obviously the coverage and everything's going to be extended even more so in 2024 so um certainly like you mentioned it's going to provide a platform an area you know a, a, almost another tour if you will that's something that a lot of the anglers kind of that's that's a term that they use a lot and that's kind of what uh this opportunity is providing and and the extra coverage is going to go a long ways in that
0: Yeah, and I think that if you no matter where you're fishing, if you treat it with respect and hold it to a high authority and a high account, you know, integrity wise and desire wise and positivity, you can build up a league in public perception that is to the level you want it to be. That is what these anglers who are avid about the opens have done. They've spoken to us about it. We have been able to increase coverage, increase payouts, things like that. All steps in the right direction. So take pride in where you fish. You may not be to your goals just yet, but your goals are achievable. And We're seeing that every year with a new crop of Elite Series rookies or a crop that are saying you know goodbye to a career that they've had and whether that's retirement or stepping away for other ventures. So that's the Elite Series roster for 2024. Can't wait. It feels like the season's going to be here very soon. We do have a little bit of time still, December and January, before we get into um, the tournaments in February. But, Kyle, appreciate you joining me. Wanted to do a short one real quick just to talk about the Elite Series roster, the changes um, to qualifications, and, and how we can wrap our heads around that. But for the next episode of the podcast, Kyle, it's soon registration not only did the anglers put deposits down for the elites marshals have to start registering opens guys are registered and we're going to see these fields fill up on both sides of the boat front and back very soon we'll see in the next episode of the podcast